This is the Irish Art Podcast with Andrew Attracta and Zara Eva Manson and we are here to open up a conversation around what we do inside and outside our studios here in Wicklow. We talk about the business and marketing of being an artist. We will have lots of insightful discussions with all forms of artistic people as well as business experts to explore what it takes to be an Irish artist today. If you're enjoying these chats, please leave us a rating and a review and share an episode or two with your friends. It's the best way to help other creators find us. Thank you so much for listening. In this episode, we talk to Peter Grimshaw, a retired museum professional freelance artist, art educator from Peabody, Massachusetts in the United States of America. Peter is our first guest from across the water and we're super excited to find out how lockdown was for him over there, how it affected his practice and workshops that he runs and to get some insights on how to be an artist from his point of view. Peter is a third generation Irish descent He did some research and found that his ancestors originated from Munster and Scotland. He was encouraged by his dad, who was an architect, to draw and got into cartoon illustration and comic strips at a young age. He has worked in photography and has taught it for over seven years. He is retired and he is working on developing a brand new website to showcase his work since the 70s and his ongoing support of the community and his workshops. We go through the images available to see on our show notes. We would advise possibly for you to pop on over to ballyrogan.com, click on the podcast button at the top, scroll down to this episode, which is episode 12 of Peter Grimshaw, and in there there'll be this little description, a short description with links to what we mention in the podcast, but also, which is an interesting and important is images of the works that Peter describes later on in the episode. It is a beautiful thing when artists from opposite ends of the globe can converse together so easily. With such ease, almost like we've been friends for years, but we really have never met and only through the podcast did our paths cross. We're very inspired by Peter and we look forward to collaborating with him in the future. We hope Peter can come to Valley Rogan sometime soon. That would be really nice to raise a glass together and to break bread together. I will be in his corner every step of the way if he has any questions on how to develop a website or get onto social media, showcase his work, promote his workshops, get his classes booked out when everything opens up again. We hope you enjoy this episode and we'd love to hear your feedback. Either drop us a comment on the blog episode or send us an email directly to info at Peter, hello. Hello, can you hear us? Hi. I'm going to wave too. You meet. You meet. It's lovely to see you. It's lovely to be here. It's just so exciting because you're so far away as well. Yeah, I'm a little bit north of Boston. Fantastic. Yep. That's incredible. Which in itself has a great Irish history as well. Yeah. 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 
Where are you coming? Where are you coming from over there? We're in Wicklow, Ireland. So we're Wicklow. Uh, we're south of Dublin. We're south of the capital. Lovely. Coast. And it's me, Andrew, a tractor in the middle, my wife. Hello. And who How is Sarah's mother. So that's yeah. what... Uh, oh, lovely. It's a family affair. Yeah. That's so good. We're sitting in uh, Sarah's studio upstairs uh, because it's bright and clean. And uh, <laughs> ours are not bright and clean. So um, this is a better spot to do it. Right. And you're artist as well, I, I, from reading her thing. Um, oh, it's a whole family that got. That's great. Yeah. And I, I didn't know you, but I've seen your work in various places. I say, gosh, this <gasps> is oh, what yeah. I, I've been getting. Well, one good thing I can say, well, several couple of small things about this whole COVID thing is that it's given me a lot of time to look at my work, look at myself and come up with several new series because frankly, there's not a lot else to do. Um, and uh, I've been like throwing myself into different series and different things. I've been going back in time and looking at uh, my old portfolios from college and I've been reworking some old drawings that I never finished. So it's good. You can, you can learn from yourself. Yes. Absolutely. That's great. So firstly, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself um, just for our readers or our listeners, you know, um, sure. won't have known you. Um, and it's great that you could explain a little bit where you're from your kind of upbringing and um yeah we'll go from there sure sure I mean, i'd rather just listen to you talk but um <laughs> I, you can hear me too because i i can talk as well um yeah my, i'm peter grimshaw from uh from right around this area most of my life but my my family my people came from new york i'm third generation irish from county munster i believe yeah. which is above court yes that's it that's it Something like that. And I've done a little research into it. You know, my grandparents, my father was a Scotsman from Edinburgh. And uh, I've done research into his things. And I've been an artist all my life. I can't remember either making or breaking something and uh, mostly making something. My father was an architect, so he always encouraged my drawing. You know, I could never draw like him. I mean, his stuff was made into houses and, and garages and offices. But uh, he turned me on to uh, cartooning. And I was very lucky when we lived in Connecticut and he was still working in New York that a couple of our neighbors were political cartoonists. Um, John Fischetti was a very well-known political cartoonist and I was great friends with his son. Um, one son, Peter was one year older and Michael was one year younger. And we were like tight like this for about four or five years. And from them, I met um, Mort Walker who drew Beetle Bailey and Johnny Hart who drew Wizard of Id. You might not have heard of them over there, but pretty famous, like um, what they call comic strips in the in the newspapers. You always, I always wait for the Sunday funnies in color, you know, and my my, uh, you know, grandfather would read the sports pages for the fights and such and the horses. And then he would give me the Sunday funnies. And if I wasn't good, I'd have to wait for them. Um, but I, I would copy uh, all those things very early on, like Dick Tracy, Prince Valiant. So that really learned kind of learn me how to draw and you know um coming up like in mostly parochial schools we didn't really have art classes you know it was something to do when everything was done put away they'd give you some crayons and pencils and stuff and i can't tell you all the trouble i got into doodling on the edges of the papers from the the nuns and the priests but i kept on going and uh keeping little notebooks making little characters 
thinking, you know, when I was about 12 or 13, I wanted to like walk right into Marvel Comics and said, here you go. I want to draw Spider-Man. <laughs> did that when I was 14, right before we moved to Massachusetts. And uh, they didn't laugh at me. They walked me around the studio. I saw all these people. I was starstruck. And they gave me like, you know, Xeroxes of this. They watched me watch some people draw. I had no idea who I saw. But I was like, basically, they said, if you're interested in art, you keep at it. Don't give up. Practice it like it's a, like it's a violin. And one day you'll do it. Maybe one day you'll go to art school about it and become an art teacher. And that's what I did. So that drive really kept me going. You know, so I go back and forth between realism and surrealism, I guess. Um, I, I've done a lot as a photographer and I've taught photography. Um, lately, uh, I've come full circle because I've been teaching photography to seniors. <laughs> and I've been doing that for about 10 years. And my, my wife then, she said, Peter, don't be afraid of them. You know, they're like they're 50, 60 years old. I'm like, I was I was more intimidated by that than the you know, 12 and 13 year olds that I was teaching in school. So that turned out to be really great. I've done that for like the last seven years and now I'm 70. You know, so it's really uh, now it's good. I'm going to teach another course in the fall. The last two courses I proposed were all set. You know, COVID runs around. I had a museum trips uh, all set. Couldn't go. You know, it happened like right about March 13th, I believe, and, you know, 2020. And then uh, this fall, the one semester, spring, and the, fall, this, the last semester here, what are we in? Yeah, last fall, that was canceled. So hopefully we'll be able to have classes again September, October. It's just a small group, and it's all volunteer. Um, the Explorers Club are mostly all seniors, a lot of who have been professional people, um, Barry and a lot of the other ones have been teachers. Some have taught in Salem State University. And so it's, I just proposed a couple of courses. They accepted the photography one. It's real simple. It's like, here you go. Did you know that your phone is also a camera? Oh. You know, so I try to keep it really simple uh, with them. And I belong to a couple of photography groups. But on my own, my, my passion has really been this cartooning. And uh, I decided to start posting them too. This, I, I made up this idea of where did it come from, you know, and I called it the COVID consortium. You know, there's all these theories and go with me a little bit here. You know, people said, well, it came from here. Well, it came from here. And I thought, does anybody think that it came from outer space, Ooh. that the aliens might have done something to us to test us? And so my creatures, um, the drawings all look kind of alien, alien-ish, like as in space aliens. I guess I should qualify that. And, uh, they began to, they're all masked and they're all like in these triangles, which were my father's drawing triangles. Nobody can touch anybody else. Everybody's masked. Everybody's this. And then over time, that's broken down. The masks are on. Now the masks are, are getting looser. And then the, in the last few drawings, they're injecting each other with the, uh, with the wow. vaccination. So, and I'm going to continue this to the end. And hopefully I'm going to put together a whole show of them. The guy at the uh, community TV offices is interested. Uh, hopefully, where I, wor I worked at the Peabody Essex Museum in Salem uh, as a security guard for the last 13 years. And um, they might show it there, I hope. They, they do They do work with the community. Now that I've left, I retired last August to work on myself. And it's like, okay, I'd like to come back and show this work as a series. I think it's, it's strong. I might even think about publishing it. It doesn't have any words. It's almost like a wordless graphic novel. And uh, if you go on to LinkedIn, you can see a couple of the pieces there. 
That's right. And we, that, that's what a question we would ask. Um, do you have yes. your uh, website where we can see the stuff that you've chosen to put up rather than the clatter of images that just come up when you Google things? Right, right. That's a great question. I don't have my own personal website. I had one a few years ago when I started I started uh, still freelancing, doing weddings and events, and it got compromised and hacked. So I took it all down, and I want to – the new one that I've been devising in my mind, I want to have it like part drawings and paintings, part photography, part what I could do now, now that I'm retired and have more time. You know, occasionally, well, I may do a wedding, you know. I may do a parade or portraits. Uh, I may, like, uh, work with other – cartoonists and there's a lot of really bright young people that are putting out their own comic books and and going around the major they don't have to go right to dc they don't have to go to marvel you know they're doing their own work and it's fantastic so yeah um i'm on facebook under my own name you're welcome to go there and uh, i'm also on linkedin and uh, hopefully to be setting up this one of my goals a nice blended website where you can come and see what i'm doing now and what i've done you know since 1970 Fabulously exciting idea. And what about the pieces that um, we see today? Can you explain a little bit about? Yeah, uh, I can. I don't know if you can if you can see one. If there's one, if you can bring one up, maybe. Uh, maybe I can share. From where I am, I tried to send you one on baliogrand.com, and it came back saying I did it wrong. I don't know if that's where you want me to send you an image. I could try and send you one now. And I have a screen share happening now. Oh, beautiful. If if I go to my photo library, can I pop something in right there? In LinkedIn. Okay. Oh, you're good. Okay. This is what... Oh, yeah, there you go. There's a couple. That, right there. Yeah. Keep okay. going. Right there. Stop with that one. Brilliant. Good. Brilliant. Now, these are, these are all drawings. And I found, this is just for me, I like to mix media a lot. Um started with this is watercolor paper so if you look at it it looks a little nubbly underneath but i like the texture of watercolor paper and not just drawing on it i i i mean not just painting with it i draw on it first so this is drawn and uh these are all circles again these were like from all these measuring tools that my father had i decided to put in a border i'm big on borders that was one of my high school classes was borderization i put borders in on everything so the borders are coming in and, and for this the theme of covid Everything is tightening. Everybody feels like they're in a bubble. And oh, I've been reading about if you're your family, like, say, for example, you three are a bubble and then everybody else around you is another bubble. So now this is coming up. I can see the date. It's yeah, it's it's 2021. So this is a new one. And I said I, I titled it. This won't hurt a bit. So now these are the people that have been affected. But if you notice, I did this very deliberately up here. They're letting it slip. There's a, a, I don't know about over where you are, but over here are people like, you know, oh, you, you got to cover your nose. You got to cover your nose. As you see that noses are not covered. And then the doctors in blue are giving injections to these two people that are scared. And they're consorting each other. And over here, these people are waiting. So doctor, doctor, doctor. So balance, balance, balance. You've got your three bubbles, but nobody's touching. Everybody's, everybody's apart, but they're waiting. And now this is the thing about waiting to have your, um, waiting to be vaccinated. So that that's this is exactly pretty current as, a, as the time is right now. So this is May. I think I did that last month. I was doing about one a week. So you can go on to the next one if there's another. Right. And that, that goes a little bit. Yeah, that's that one's right after it. 
um, in the bubble. Could you put that up a little bit? Because that also has a title, which I can't remember. Pull it up just a little. This also has the bubbles coming out, and the bubbles are also um, the hypodermic needle. Now, if you can't see it, it's okay. It's a uh, that's another one where you know they're they're waiting to be injected and sort of looking around and kind of scared. Mm -hmm. And that's another one. This is a pencil and a marker pen and colored pencil. Several layers of colored pencils because I found when I I did color xeroxes of these. And unless I go to professional color Xeroxing, the colors don't come out as well as if this was painted. If I painted with gouache or watercolor, the colors are more solid. But what the color copier does is it reads for them. It Sometimes it looks nice. It looks like a light watercolor. But I wanted the colors to be as bold as this, you know, and fresh. But and fine, this is, again, for me, I don't like to overwork a drawing. I mean, drawing is a drawing, a painting is a painting. Sometimes they cross over, yeah, and sometimes they can have elements of both. But I like the lightness and the freshness of a drawing. I mean, this stuff just comes to me, and I just sat down and do it. And sometimes this might take me three hours, and I'll, like, walk away, have to make a cup of tea or something, and come back and finish it, maybe color it the next day, maybe color it again, you know, add a little bit more, a little bit more darkening. So yeah, the, the, you're right up to the current time right now. They're, they're all getting injected and they're, you know, the masks are loosening up. Before that, everybody was like really tight like this, almost like, you know, desperados waiting for the train, you know, kind of thing. So that's the, those are two most recent ones. Good. I didn't know we had those. You know, this, this one I did about, this is what I was doing before all this happened. You know, this is part of my adult painting class. I did a uh, acrylic painting class with seniors again, up to a, uh, that was up in Georgetown, and they just needed a painting buddy. They they were painting with this woman for years and years, and it was very relaxed. Just a bunch of, you know, older ladies perhaps, and a couple of guys, and uh, and she passed on, and they were like bereft, you know. They and they were like, oh, we want somebody. So they interviewed me, and it was very, uh, you know, they're like all looking at me. What do you do? So I said, let me just show you what I did. So I sat down, I started working up one of these images, and these are all small. They're all eight by tens. I like working small and then popping it up. So this began as a drawing, uh, just markers on watercolor paper. And then this piece I copied from that. This is on canvas, but it's um, acrylic washes and then marker pens, permanent marker pens on canvas with a border and that nice light wooden. This one is, um, this one's on display right now for the spring show in uh, Salem Arts Association here in Salem. And uh, the name of the show was Primavera. And I guess primavera in Italian means springtime, newness, a renewal. Mm -hmm. So I had this on my wall in the kitchen. I'm like, okay, I don't have to make a new one. I'm just going to show this one. So that's uh, that's an example of my paintings that I do. And this is based on a formula, too, that when I was sitting in the garden up in uh, Ontario, actually, where my ex-wife and two kids live, they uh, I was just sitting there and looking at taking individual pieces of flowers, photograph, photograph, photograph photograph, photographer. And as I was sitting there, dragonflies came, uh, bumblebees, uh, little insects. I don't even know what they are. And I had this really nice macro lens. And if I just sat there really slowly for a long time, boom, 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 boom. So these are all the reference points all come from photos. I lay out the photos like a collage. And sometimes I show that. But then this began it in the, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of cartoony, too. If you look, at my dragonflies, they look like little airplanes that are smiling. And uh, the flowers are all kind of outlined. And and uh, then the background, I just went 
you know, that kind of light that's a hazy light that comes through a garden. I wanted it to look like that. Yep. Thank you. That's so now you see like this is past, past and present. I've done a lot of things like that. Oh, this is also up too. Thank you. This is, um, I started a series like this small and, and this is a big one. This is like 24 by 36. This is Octopus's Garden. They're all based on Beatles songs when, uh, a couple of years ago now, the Beatles hit their 50th. I think it was um, 1961 or wherever they started. So this is like the original title of the movie Help. Their second big pop movie was called Eight Arms to Hold You. And they thought that that was too weird, even for the Beatles. They said, well, what is that? So John went home and he wrote the song Help. And that's, you know, that's where it came from. But this comes Octopus's Garden from abbey road and it's like you can see my cartooning styles right there and i did use a lot of references um my wife likes a lot of things like seashells and sand dollars so those are her sand dollars they keep repeating and the woman is just kind of like you could say medusa or something like she's not unlike medusa i didn't want her to be evil i wanted her to be like nurturing and comforting even though you know if she wanted to, she could grab any one of these things and eat them, but she doesn't, you know, and it's all balance, balance. You've got starfish, turtle, lobster, fish. One, two, three, four makes your eight. And this one, I worked and worked and worked this. I actually showed it once in um, at the North Shore Arc uh, right downtown here in Peabody, and I liked it, but I went home and I darkened it. I went, I went over everything with mar marker pens and uh, colored pencils. I like really layering in colored pencils. So it's a drawing. And that's that again, that's emotional. This is also uh, in the spring show. And uh, part two of the spring show is imagination. And it says anything can be imaginative as long as it kind of comes from you. Doesn't have to be springtime, doesn't have to be a theme, but just imagination kind of thing. So I thought this, this could really speak for me because most people at that gallery have seen me and know me as a photographer. I usually photograph the events and stuff like that, which I like to do. But if I photograph an opening, I don't enjoy it that much because I'm working, oh. right? So oh. this one, I come home now. Okay, now, oh, and a lot of people said, I didn't know you did that. I didn't know you could draw. I'm like, I was drawing before I had a camera in my hand. So it's kind of cool. Another thing this year is that I wanted to like push this part of me forward. It's like, oh yeah, you do this. And, and to that event, um, if it comes through again, and it did, um, this will be my fourth year of drawing live at the Silver Moon Comics and Collectibles store in Salem, Massachusetts. I, I came in, I'm a big comic book fan, obviously, and uh, I came in, I was talking to them, and, and I said, you know, every October you're going to start this thing up where you want artists, you know, like some of them are kind of known in the area, come in and they just sit and draw live, and they have posters, and they'll do a caricature or whatever they do. And I said, I like to do that. And they said, well, show us what you did. So I gave them these two kind of Batman um, cartoons that I did and they really loved them. And I said, you want you to keep them. So, um, they put them up in the store and, uh, they said, okay, so this, this year, this October and October in Salem is unbelievable. It is like, I can't tell you what it, it's like St. Patrick's day or whatever. The entire month is crazy with people in Salem. I mean, ghosts and goblins and costumes all 31 days. So for me to sit and draw pictures, I said, well, what am I going to do? So it turned out to be a few years ago, it was the 200th year of um, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, the novel itself. So I said, okay, I'm going to make Frankenstein enjoying his birthday cake. So that was my first big cartoon. So this Frankenstein has got this huge cake. 
And uh, I did a whole series of the original creatures. Like, I don't like to call them monsters. That's not a great word. But um, I made them looking happy because most of them, you know, they're, they're very sad stories, you know. So I did I did all those. And that's what I draw every year. And since then, I've added Godzilla and King Kong, a couple mm -hmm. of others. And uh, if kids, I love it when kids, kids get this. Adults will, like, look at it. They'll just walk away, like, what's the matter with him? But uh, kids come to, come to my table, and I love to draw it. And if I have the time, as usually make the time, I'll make a small sketch for them and give it to them. Go ahead. Sometimes the parents will come back and buy something. So, yeah, is it underhanded a little bit? <laughs> no, but uh, it works. And the, the kids like it. And, uh, you know, as I was when I was younger, I think I'm inspiring young people to draw. You know, and that's where it starts. So I'm just going to have to go very shortly. So can I just ask you one little question? Is there Absolutely. That you'd like to share with our listeners who might be maybe at the beginning of their own creative journeys? Uh, don't give up. Just keep on doing it again. I just turned 70. I had a, a new right hip on there. My wife passed away a year and a half ago. Oh. My mom passed away this year. So all these things that could really knock you off your block. What can you do? You know, this is what I've always done and I've kept doing it. So don't give up. You know, if you think if you think you're ready, go to art school, you know, and don't worry where that's going to lead. Don't worry. You know, if someone's going to buy this if someone's going to like you. I mean, if it's in you, it's going to come out. And it's as I'm sure you folks can. It's a lifelong journey. It really is to be an artist, you know. Most definitely. Fantastic. Thank you. Very, very inspiring. Lovely. Do you have any questions for us? Um, no, I mean I I love this. Uh, do you re, are you recording this? Absolutely. Yeah, and and do you have, do you do this regularly, like podcasts and such? Yes, I mean this is the first time I've done it as Sally Rogan, but I mean I've been working with artists and uh, curating exhibitions and things for twelve yeah. years. Yeah. Twelve years, there we go. Over over where you are now, over in in yeah. Ireland, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to come. I've I've never been. Luckily, we sent my parents there when uh, my dad retired. So that's well, like about thirty years ago. They did they did a trip. They got to go to Ireland and and all that. Really well, the door is always open here in Ballyrogue, and if ever you're in the area, we would love to come and host okay. it. Here. I'd love to. I mean, when all this, when all these restrictions and stuff loosen up, you know, I would love to come over. Yeah, I mean. Or, or, and also, we could maybe collaborate on an exhibition together. In I'm big on that, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like it's a big thing. That it, years ago, they did a, a whole thing. Oh, gosh, it must be probably 30, 40 years ago. And Ted Kennedy was involved in it. They did a thing about the history of Boston called Irish Need Not Apply. You know, and I probably don't need to tell you about that, but there's a whole lot of artists that were involved in it then and all the history of what that happened. And then uh, it was going to be revived when he passed. And some of it went to the Kennedy Library out in Dorchester, where I went to undergrad school out at UMass Boston. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's something I'd, I'd really like to look at. Irish-American artists then and now. Yeah. Where are we at? Where's where's that? Where's the thread that still connects us? Uh, we could have like an exhibition here in Wicklow and we could have an exhibition, a sister exhibition with you in Peabody, is it? I would love, oh, I'd love to. And now that I'm out of the out of the museum proper, I'm not actually working there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've come back and, and 
propose to them lots of things that could happen. And they always say, oh, we're big on the community, big on the community, push that forward. I mean, right now, like anybody else says, not a lot of people coming to the museum. There's all the restrictions and they're doing a lot with the regular collections, not really imported collections. But we've had a we've had Turner. We've had in the past. We've had Rodin. We've had a French Impressionist. So right now we can't really borrow anything from Europe because we can't send anything back and they can't send it over. But I hope that's going to happen again. I would love to do that. that would be so I can cool. send you uh, I can send you names. I should probably make the first uh, volley there of saying, you know, hey, look, I've got some friends in Ireland who'd like to offer you something, and I think it would be very unique. And what Peabody likes to do up here in Salem, we like to beat Boston to the punch, because we're a small little history, history museum that's put on some great shows, even big, bigger and better than the Boston shows. So, um, our little local thing was they would be having some show in <laughs> Europe, and they would say, we want some uh, local artists. You know, the little town near us is called Arklow. And... Mm-hmm. Um, the organisers were always sort of up from Dublin or up at the top end of the county. And they yeah. were artists enough in art flow to go. So they'd always bring in some big names for our community art. But we've been running a community, art, community arts gallery and just people come in with the work they do. And we encourage them to get on with it. And some of their work from ordinary people might be the only painting they do in their life is of city center gallery quality yeah and i have no idea how gifted they are yeah and we facilitate them on their journey and we give them the little push they need sometimes that's all people need sometimes too yeah i've been a a long time volunteer probably almost 40 years now at at the uh topsfield fair which is a local agricultural fair but they have a whole arts building and we built it up and sort of beefed it up we like local artists coming every anyone from kids up to seniors to come in and show a piece and uh, it's a, you know, it's, it's a couple bucks to enter, but, you know, there can be as many as 40,000 people coming in during the 10 days of that show. Obviously, last year we didn't have this, but we put on the show, we curate it, we set it up, we can sell too, you know. So it's, that's great to encourage people that people don't know how good they are. Exactly. And so if your best painting is sitting in your kitchen or your living room and all your friends say, that's great, that's great, bring it in, show it. Yeah. Every time I tell somebody the next year they come in, they win a ribbon. I know, but then they can inspire someone else then after. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. You know, and then so I also help people get online, you know, and and have a presence online because I think it's so important now, especially during COVID. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like you don't even exist. You know, people look at me like, well, I said, well, I I thought about it, but I haven't done it yet. You know, and it's, you know, I think yet is now. I, I need to do it. Yeah. And if you need help doing it, I help people do websites and social media but what I do what is different is I teach you how to manage it yourself so once I get you up and running you can just run with us I would I would love that because I, I am not uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not tech I'm not technological at all she's very good <laughs> yeah and then once right. you're trained to do all that stuff you can add that into your offerings for your um classes what you do so like you could have at the end of the photography course, you could say, and then the next step is get online. And then you could also develop your in-person lessons into an online workshop where people from all over the world can learn under you. 
That's I'd love to do that. There's a lot of my contemporaries have started doing that like this, you know, like, yeah. do you do anything else? Or do you want to teach? I've been asked that, too. Do you do one to one classes? And I'm like humming and hawing about it. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, I think now's the time to do it. You know, now, now that I'm a widower and, you know, it's just me now. And and uh, I think I, that's something I'd like to entertain. Well, I hope that we can help you um, on your journey as well. And that's so exciting. And you know where we are now. You have my email. So yes, I have all of that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, send me an, an email if you have any questions, whenever you want to reconnect and get to work on your lesson plan, your website, or curating an international exhibition. Oh, lovely. Yeah, thank you. Thank well, you thank so you for finding me and having me. That's great and lovely meeting you. That's yeah, great. Brilliant. Yeah. Nice to see you. I'm going to say goodbye as well. Okay. All right. Thanks, Take Peter. Care. And tell tell your friends about us. And if they want to come on for a chat, we are open to, I think, now is the time that we are all able to share our knowledge. I mean, I well, I well, when I was learning how to be an artist and becoming a business person and what have you, I made a lot of mistakes. And I'm now able to share what I've learned from my mistakes. But if every single person does that openly and honestly, I think the next generation, they'll be all right. They'll be okay. <laughs> That's good. You know, and, and what you said to, to jump on that too, it's like, I've been an artist like forever and ever, but a businessman, no, this is all. And you, you have to approach it. You have to think of it like that or else, you know, I'm sitting over here on a rock as good as I am and like no one will notice you. Exactly. You know, so yeah. I want to like get in there in the great ocean out there. That's great. Fantastic. <laughs> right. Okay. Bye. Thank, you, Thank you, Cheers. Bye. Lovely. Bye bye. Have a wonderful day. That's it for this episode, guys. So we'd really like to again just to say thank you for Peter for first of all reaching out to us, which is always welcome. If anyone does want to reach out to us and come along for a chat, we'd love to find out more about artists in this day and age, living artists and how they how they navigate this world that we live in. Thanks, Peter, for, for having a talk with us. And, and I hope that people, other people get inspired to create and to follow their dreams and their passions and not to give up. There is a hard world out there and it's really hard to make a living as an artist, but it is possible and we're trying to figure it out. Every day we're learning something new. Well, thanks again and thanks for listening, guys. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. That's it for this episode of the Irish Art Podcast. You can find show notes and links over on our website, ballyrogan.com. That's B-A-L-L-Y-R-O-G-A-N.com. You are invited to sign up to our mailing list, where you will find out lots of behind-the-scenes goings-on here in Ballyrogan, exciting announcements, giveaways, and first dibs on new works. If you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts, we'd love to ask you to give us a rating and review because it really helps and makes a big difference. 